It's time for overtime. Get ready. You guys ready? We are ready. In the world of sports, it's all about the playmakers in today's headlines, from locals to the pros, with interviews from local standouts and sports all-stars across the country that will have you talking. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. Hear from coaches to players, sports analysts, and broadcasters who are a part of the action every day. Overtime, now with Burt Ramin on ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO, Sioux Falls Sports Leader. It's the best day of the week to tune in to overtime and the final day of the week before the NSIC tournament rumbles and bumbles into the 605. It's quite the day today on overtime and an opportunity to win big. Not only do we have your usual Friday parlay brought to you by Possibilities and High End Glass and Tobacco as well as the High Noon Showdown. You guessed it. That is at noon each and every Friday. I've got some other goodies to give away in hour number one coming up in about 35, 40 minutes at the latest. We'll be giving away our final Snowcross tickets and some additional tickets to the Northern Sun Conference basketball tournaments. They're coming up Saturday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday here from the Sanford Pentagon. We would love to hook you up with tickets. All you got to do is give us a listen, give us a call when I call for callers. 605-362-3776, always the number not only to win with overtime, but to weigh in with overtime. We heard from Dano yesterday. Everyone, always welcome to call in and weigh in on the big news across the sports world. Are you excited about Caitlin Clark making the jump to the WNBA? Are you ticked off about it? How about the Minnesota Vikings? Are you upset that they let go of Alexander Madison? Or are you happy that they saved some cap room? And also, it's a sneaky big day for my Green Bay Packers. I tell you what, I had a small smile on my face this morning with some news from the NFL, and I got a big smile now as we've got some breaking news from the National Football League, not directly related to the Green Bay Packers, although it could be in the near future. We'll share that with you later on in hour number one. Hit you hooked up with Snowcross tickets, NSIC tickets, and also discuss the final weekend scenarios within the Summit League. And congratulations to the South Dakota State Jackrabbit women and the Jackrabbit men who have won the outright Summit League titles in the regular season. Both of those programs surely happy about it, but definitely not satisfied with just that. Some work to be done coming up at the Premier Center in a couple weekends as the Summit League tournament returns to the 605 coming up just a week from today. High Noon Showdown and headlines in hour number two. Later on, about 20 minutes from now, we'll be talking Augustana hockey with head coach Garrett Raboyne. He'll join us around 11.20. They're going to be home tonight and tomorrow to the University of Alaska at Fairbanks. They roll into town tonight at 7, Saturday at 6 o'clock at Midco Arena. Tickets still available. For more information, including the ability to purchase tickets, go augie.com slash hockey tickets. Hour number two, High Noon Showdown on in headlines Friday parlay live the good the bad the ugly and we'll be checking in with somebody that's got his boots on the ground in Indianapolis for the NFL combine there's so many storylines so many sound bites so many weird answers including one prospect from Illinois saying he doesn't believe that birds are real and another prospect who's projected to be one of the fastest guys on the entire fields in Indianapolis Believes that the world is flat. 
So we'll wait and see exactly what else is to come out of the NFL Combine, but certainly a lot of great sights and sounds, news from the quarterbacks, sound from the quarterbacks. We'll get it all with Joe DeLeon, college football and NFL draft analyst with the Believe Network. Now to your scorecard here as we tip it off with this Friday edition of Overtime. Colorado Avalanche keep on winning. They shut out Chicago in Chicago last night, 5 to nothing. Now into the path of Nathan McKinnon. Does he have the speed? Of course he does. He's Nathan McKinnon. Near side circle of shot. He scores! Just out for a rip, Ariabon. Nathan McKinnon. His second point of the night. His 36th goal of the season. And that is point number 100. Big history there for McKinnon, KKSC, the courtesy audio there. Vegas and Boston tussled from Boston last night, and it was the Bruins coming out on top. Left point now, Grizzly. He's near circle, Pasternak. Fires, Hill to save. They score! Nikki able to deflect that by Aiden Hill. His first NHL hat trick. Boston wins it 5-4 over Vegas. Bruins' new record, 35-12-14, among the best records in the entirety of the league. Elsewhere, Islanders over Detroit from Detroit last night, 5-3. Minnesota lost in Nashville last night, 6-1. New record for the Wild, 28-26-6. And, and Winnipeg lost in Dallas to the Stars, that final, 4 to one. Tonight in the NHL, Coyotes and Senators at 6 o'clock, Flyers at Capitals, same time, Devils at Ducks, 9 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Those are all three of the games across the league that are in action. And next up for the Minnesota Wild, they're in St. Louis, duking it out with the Blues Saturday at 5 o'clock. You can listen to that, you can watch it and stream it on ESPN+. Plus. College hockey, Alaska Fairbanks rolls into Sioux Falls tonight and tomorrow. Tonight at 7, Saturday at 6. Goaugie.com for more info in including ticketing information. Interesting night and informative night from the NBA last night. Milwaukee beat up on Charlotte, 111-99 down in Charlotte. Golden State wins in New York over the Knicks. That final score, 110-99. Bounce pass, Draymond goes to Paul. Off a screen, Steph, catch and shoot, right wing, three is gone! His eighth of the game, he's got 31. 157 to go in the fourth quarter, 103-92. Golden State picks up the 110-99 win, 31-27, the new record for the Warriors. And elsewhere, big night for Victor Wembanyama, big night for the Minnesota Timberwolves as the Spurs win game number 12 on the season and take down the Oklahoma City Thunder. Shea Gilders Alexander top of the lane against Sohan. Bounce pass off front. Holmgren guarded by Wembenyama. Step back jumper stuffed by Wembenyama. Six blocks for Victor Wembenyama. Quite the night for the young phenom. 28 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. Also had six blocks in the win. Final score, San Antonio 132 and OKC 118. New record for the Thunder, 41 and 18. Denver takes care of Miami, 103-97. Nuggets right there as well at 41 and 19. And the LA Lakers, big night for LeBron, big night for Anthony Davis. And they get the win over Washington, 134-131. D'Angelo dribbles left. Bounce pass. LeBron to AD. Slam dunk. 
Lakers by two. 710 ESPN LA with the audio there. Tonight in the NBA, Mavericks at Celtics, 630 on ESPN. Other matchups going on, Warriors at Raptors at 630, Kings at Timberwolves at 7 o'clock. Also a 7 o'clock jump time from New Orleans as the Pelicans play host to Indiana. And lastly, 9 o'clock on ESPN, Bucks visit the rival Chicago Bulls. Men's basketball last night, Nebraska lost in Columbus to Ohio State, 78-69. to Lost number 9 overall and lost number 8 in the Big Ten for the Nebraska Husker program. South Dakota State gets a 10-point win up in Grand Forks over UND, 72-62. And the SDSU Jackrabbit men win the regular season Summit League title. Elsewhere, big win. I mean that in all caps for USD. They take care of business against North Dakota State, 88-68 on senior night for LaHut June. 31 points and 11 rebounds for the senior big for the Yotes. And they get... Arguably their biggest win of the season, new record for USD men, 12 and 18 and 5 and 10 within the Summit League. No games of night of note tonight in men's basketball, but coming up on Saturday, 7th rated Kansas is in Waco, duking it out with 15th rated Baylor. That is a noon jump time on ABC. Other games, USD rounds out the regular season at UND on the road, 1 o'clock start. And from Fargo, it's North Dakota State home to South Dakota State at 1 o'clock. Other marquee games on the schedule for Saturday include Marquette visiting Creighton, 1.30 on Fox, Penn State at Minnesota, 2.15 on the Big Ten Network, and 8th-rated Iowa State visits UCF, 3 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Your NSIC tournament scheduled for the men, Saturday, Mankato and USF duke it out in the first game from the Pentagon at 11, and then it's Duluth and Augustana, 1.30, coming up on Saturday afternoon. You can listen to that game if you can't make it out on 100.1 FM KXR. RB. Sunday from the Pentagon for the men, it's Minot and Southwest Minnesota State at 11, and Moorhead and Winona at 1.30. Over to women's basketball now, Notre Dame gets the upset win over Virginia Tech, 71-58 from South Bend, and NC State took overtime, but they squeaked by Syracuse, 75-71, and South Carolina stays a perfect 28-0 with a 98-61 win over Arkansas. Other finals, South Dakota State, an obnoxious score last night, 103 Three to 47 winners over North Dakota. Brooklyn Meyer had 15, and the Jackrabbits are 15 and 0 heading into the final game of the regular season. USD was upset out in Fargo last night, 63-54. New record for the Yote women, 19 and 11, 8 and 7 within the Summit League. No games of note tonight and Saturday. Iowa State plays host to Cincinnati, 1 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. USD regular season finale home to North Dakota at 2 o'clock. Same deal for South Dakota State. They're home to North Dakota State, also a 2 o'clock jump time. And your NSIC tournament schedule for the women, 4.30 and 7 o'clock starts on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday to jump it off, it's Mankato and Moorhead, you Mary and St. Cloud at the night game. And then it's Northern and Southwest Minnesota State on Sunday afternoon. Sunday night, it's CSP and the sixth seed, Duluth. Now the NFL Combine well underway. All sorts of obscure, crazy, funny, weird audio coming out of Indianapolis. But here's some common sense stuff and some matter-of-fact audio. First things first, from the likely top pick in the NFL draft, quarterback Caleb Williams, on what he wants moving forward. The main thing that I've, you know, if they if they ask me or if it comes up, the main thing that I've said, I, I want to go to a place that wants to win. Um, a whole, a whole, you know, 360. So meaning the from the top all the way to you know the guys, um, and 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 down to the down to the the, the the janitors, the people that 
um, you know, that, 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 you know, make everything run. Um, you know, it's just everybody wants to win. Everybody's a part of that. And, 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 you know, we all take care of each other. Not going to even try to read between the lines on what that might mean as far as pinpointing what teams might not want to win in the National Football League. There was a little bit of rumblings during last season that if the Arizona Cardinals were bad enough to pick number one, that Caleb Williams might stay in school. He might refuse to play for Arizona. That might be the team he might be alluding to. But I don't think there's any team in the National Football League from the top down that doesn't want to win. Now another quarterback that's on the rise on many draft charts, J.J. McCarthy of Michigan, talking about some critiques of his college stats. Here's what he had to say. Stats for me wasn't really the big thing. All I cared about was being the best teammate I could possibly be, being, you know, the best quarterback I could possibly be, whatever's asked of me. And the only stat I cared about was W's, and we did pretty good in that category. He ain't wrong. J.J. McCarthy, fresh off a national title win with Michigan, didn't have to have the ball in his hands a ton, didn't have to throw it as much as the likes of Michael Penix, Bo Nix, and every other top quarterback in this upcoming NFL draft. J.J. McCarthy put a lot of great things on tape and, most importantly, guided his teams to a ton of wins during his two years as the starter there in Ann Arbor. Now for Dan Graziano, who had this to say about the potential market for quarterback Justin Fields, and if it's as robust as people might think. There's some questions arising about sort of just how robust the market will be for Justin Fields. And, you know, you look at potential destinations, you start to hear a lot about the Atlanta Falcons uh, possibly being interested in Kirk Cousins if he gets out of Minnesota and hits the open market. And if, if he's their top choice and goes there, that takes away a spot because the Bears probably aren't trading Fields to the Vikings in their own division. Uh, it sounds like, you know, Pittsburgh talking up Kenny Pickett. Are they going to try and run it back with him? And if so, would that mean I mean, they're not a suitor. So you do start to wonder as you talk to people around here if there's going to be a strong market. I do think they will move him, assuming they decide to stay put and make the pick. I do think they'll move him, but it could affect the value that they're able to get back in return for him. Interesting stuff. If everybody knows you're going to get rid of Justin Fields, the value might be affected a little bit. But if you're a team out there like Pittsburgh, like Atlanta, like Las Vegas, it might just be, hey, if I can get him for a second-round pick, I don't care what everybody else values him at. He will be our guy moving forward. Let's get Justin Fields in the building. One other big news item from the National Football League before we dive into your Reliabank headlines of the day. Zach Klein on 92.9 The Game Sports Radio in Atlanta had a quote today that has the Minnesota Vikings fans and Minnesota Vikings uh, reporters out there scratching their head. And here's the quote from 92.9 The Game Sports Radio in Atlanta. Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, has basically told his front office staff, do what you got to do. Pay what you gotta pay. Get it done. Everyone that I've talked to, agents, other coaches and scouts, guys around the league, that's the feeling and that's what they are hearing. The Falcons are putting all of their attention on Kirk Cousins. Now, Cousins is not a free agent just yet. He'll be a free agent at the start of the new league year, just a couple days, couple weeks away. And I think the Minnesota Vikings have a lot of work to do if they are going to fend off the Atlanta Falcons, if that is true. Again, sources are sources. Sometimes they're ironclad. Sometimes they're completely murky and maybe made up at times. Not saying that's the case. The Atlanta Falcons might very well be very interested in Kirk Cousins. 
But the Minnesota Vikings can offer Cousins something that the Falcons cannot, and that is continuity. That is the ability to finish his career in one place if he wants to. Kirk Cousins said and means that he likes to be a Minnesota Viking. I believe that Kirk Cousins really does like where he is and likes Minneapolis, likes the Twin Cities, loves being a part of the organization. We'll wait and see if he's part of the organization's future plans in due time, just about a week away from the start of the new league year. Well, the NSIC released their all-conference teams yesterday. The Northern Sun announced the men's basketball awards for for this season, and Jack Thompson of University of Sioux Falls was named to the NSIC all-conference second team. Thompson has started nearly every game for USF men's basketball over the last two seasons, has started every game, rather, and has been the catalyst for the team as this point guard this year and the leading scorer, averaging a team and career-high 15.3 points per game and four assists per game, which is tied for a career high on the women's side for USF. Cami Wadsworth of Sioux Falls was named the NSIC Freshman of the Year and to the NSIC All-Conference Second Team. She's the first Cougar to win the award since Sam Necht won it back in 2013 and 2014. Augustana's Michaela Jewett and Lauren Sees were each named to members of the All-NSIC Second Team, which was announced by the conference office yesterday morning. Jewett earned her second consecutive All-NSIC honor. The senior from Brookings led the team with nearly 15 points per game this season and as for C she's now a four-time all NSIC honoree the Avon South Dakota native finished second on the Vikings with 14.7 points per game this year as for the Viking men's team Isaac Fink repeated as the first team all NSIC honoree while Augie's Jaden Graves garnered second team honors for the first time the league made the announcement yesterday and Fink started all 22 conference contests this year averaging 21 and a half points and seven rebounds per game in conference play shot the ball at a 48 percent clip as for graves he's a senior from syracuse new york 13.2 points per game and also contributed three and a half assists per contest in conference play in addition honors coming in for isaac fink he was named the outstanding senior of the year the springfield minnesota native fink is a graduate student currently majoring in physical ed and health and holds a 373 cumulative gpa so congratulations to isaac fink of augustana on the tremendous honors as well as all of those honored by the Northern Sun Conference. South Dakota State captured its ninth Summit League regular season championship last night as the Jackrabbits took down North Dakota 72-62 to inside the Betty Engelstad Sioux Center. The Jacks tra- trailed for the majority of the first half and actually fell down by 10 with 3.37 to go in the first. SDSU cut into the deficit by scoring the half's final seven points to trail by just three entering the break. The rest was history last night, 72-62. Jackrabbit men win an outright regular season Summit League title. They will be the number one seed in next week's Summit League tournament. South Dakota held North Dakota State to its lowest scoring output of the last eight games, but the women fell 63-54 inside Shield Center last night. South Dakota was led by junior guard Grace Larkins' 22 points, four assists and four steals, and Larkins passed Gloria Sunken 
for a 1981 grad for 19th on USD's career scoring charts in the game. Third-year sophomore Carly Duffney added 14 points, reaching double figures for the sixth time in her last seven games. North Dakota State with the win, 19-9 and 13-2 within conference play. We'll get to more of your Reliant Bank headlines of the day later in the show, but we got to take a break here. Come back talking Augustana hockey with head coach Garrett Raboyne. Big weekend ahead for the Vikings. It is the second-to-last Home weekend of the season for the Augustana Viking men's hockey program. Tickets and more information always available. Goaugie.com slash hockey tickets. We'll talk with the coach next on the Friday edition of Overtime. You want more of Overtime? It's all on the podcast. Free with the app or online at ESPN Sioux Falls. Overtime with Burt Ramin on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO. Off and running with this Friday edition of Overtime. Appreciate you tuning us in as always. ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. It's time to talk about South Dakota's hockey team, Sioux Falls' hockey team, which is Augustana's hockey team. Head coach Garrett Raboyne joins us now on the ESPN hotline. Augustana hockey's record 12-17-3 on the season, including strong play at home, whether it be at the Premier Center or their newly minted home at Midco Arena, 5-5-1, the record overall this season here in Sioux Falls. We're talking with the head coach now on the ESPN hotline. That's Garrett Raboyne. Coach, welcome back to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's always a blast to talk to you. I know it's been a fun stretch, and you guys are really saving the biggest treats for last year. You got six home games in a row to round out the regular season. You had Anchorage in town last weekend. You got Fairbanks tonight and tomorrow, and then the U.S. National Under-18 team to round out the regular season Friday and Saturday of next weekend. Another exciting weekend ahead, and and what did you make of the split and the effort against Anchorage uh, as you look in the rear view just a bit? Well, Anchorage was, and we we had wanted a, a better start on Fridays. We came off a slow start um, at Lake Superior State, and, and we felt like our guys came out hot. We scored right away, um, but then we gave up three straight. So we were uh, we challenged our guys after the first to to just put a better foot forward in the second. Um, they responded, and it was a really entertaining game on that Friday night. Eleven total goals scored, um, in 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 you know they were they were fortunate to get the bounce in overtime. So uh, you know, our guys were, were definitely wanting to, to get on the right side of it on Saturday. Um, and, and we had a outstanding goalie performance, um, second Saturday in a row out of, out of Rose, um, second shutout in a row. And, uh, and we were able to win that game three to nothing. Um, and, and let it, let us go into the rest of the week and feeling really good about our game. Um, and, and, and fire ourselves up for, uh, this weekend against Fairbanks. Fairbanks comes to town tonight at 7, Saturday at 6 o'clock. Goaugie.com slash hockey tickets, the place to go. Be part of the action at Midco Arena. Head coach Garrett Raboyne, our guest. Coach, I wanted to pick your brain about Zach Rose, but also just about being a goalie in the sport of hockey. It seems a very, uh, very unique position in the world of sports. Let's talk about Zach first, as well as the other goalies that you guys have trotted out there this season. Seems like you've had a really good, uh, good goaltender, regardless of who it is throughout the season. Pretty consistent force for you, I think. Yeah, and that's part of it. And in big picture now, as you, uh, get your start as a program, you do, you have to, to develop and evaluate and, and, 
really learn what you have. Uh, and we in and we've had Zach Rose leading that goalie room, uh, and and he was brought here because of his experience. And he's uh, he's had ups and downs and been really through it all in college hockey. And then we have the two freshmen, and, and they've all gotten an opportunity. They've all performed very well at times, um, and and it's been consistent in terms of sticking to the plan. And, and you're seeing, you know, we start Hargraves uh, in Sault Ste. Marie on the road Friday. And and you, you kind of dig in whether whether you play Zach or not. Again, coming off injury, well, Zach, as you look back, he'd won his last two games against Lake Superior State, so he was more comfortable and familiar with that group. Uh, and he answered the bell, and then uh, and then he gets a shutout. But we start a freshman on Friday at home uh, because we felt it's a big moment and opportunity for Caden to bounce back. Um, and and then you put Rose in there Saturday, and he. He's fired up. He raises his hand, says, I want in, and he gets another shutout. Um, and, again, you're not riding a hot goalie. We obviously have a hot goalie, but we're trying to develop some younger kids. Um, and, uh, and and Zach's held it all, you know, handled it all like a champ. And Anchorage last weekend won on Friday night, 6-5 to five in overtime. Saturday, it was Augustana with the win over the Seawolves. Final score there, 3 to nothing. Talking hockey goalies and more with Augustana head coach Garrett Raboyne. Uh, I know you've been around a lot of teams as a player, as a coach, as an assistant. What are a few of the common denominators personality-wise of a lot of the goalies you've been around? And explain some of the challenges day-to-day, week-to-week, minute-to-minute on uh, on a game night in which you're in the goal for those young men that uh, that are tasked with defending the net uh, in college hockey, pro hockey, or anything in between. Well, I think the best ones are just so process-driven and uh, their day uh, it very much, you know, day to day, one day looks like the next and, and, uh, they don't leave anything to chance. Uh, they, they're very comfortable in their routine. Um, and you have to be so mentally strong because it is, it's really heavy to have, you know, in our case, 3,100 fans looking at you to make the big save in the big moment. Um, and you have to be hardened through the ups and the downs and you have to stay positive and, um, and, and that's where you're seeing Zach right now in particular. Uh, all the scars he's he's accrued along the way have helped him in big games and big moments, make big saves, and, and that's the that's the confidence and experience uh, that we're seeing. We're in the final stretch of the season, talking Augustana hockey with head coach Garrett Raboyne here. Friday edition of Overtime. Fairbanks tonight at 7, Saturday at 6 at Midco Arena here in Sioux Falls. U.S. National Under-18 team the following weekend, 7 on Friday, 6 on Saturday. Uh, when it comes to the home ice there at Midco Arena, I know that you probably will tell me it felt like home right away, but I know it might take some time to really kind of wear in a home venue, get the feeling, get the crowd into it and everything. Is it really starting to feel like home for you guys? And what are a few uh, home ice advantages maybe that you've uh, started to notice? I think it's getting there, and, and we're learning something, you know, on the administrative side, putting on a big event like this. I think they're learning every game. I think our guys are settling in. Uh, with every game and, and the things that work to our advantage is, is uh, I would have never have guessed that our student section would be as electric as it is. Uh, and it is, it's something that's a little different than uh, you're going to find all over the country. Um, and they're absolutely from the, from the big football guys with the shirts off in front, uh, <laughs> how they, how they show up early and stay late. Uh, they're recognizing moments when the team needs them, when the, when the building needs more energy. Uh, they just keep getting better and better. 
Um, and you know, it's actually, uh, it's been so enjoyable to hear the opposing team say, Oh my gosh, that student section was crazy. Um, it's, there's a special thing brewing here and, and it's, it's, we knew it was going to be good. Uh, it's turning out to be such a great thing for our campus and community. And we're just fortunate enough to play on the weekends. You know, that was my very next uh, question here was about the student section, because that's something that I noticed when I took my kids out to a couple games this year was the growth of the student section game after game after game. It's pretty darn fun. I know they're going to get bigger and better and more raucous, but I think this offseason, one of your goals, it might not be just you, but assistant coaches and the players there, as well as the administration at Augustana, we need to come up with some unique traditions and a unique name for that big rabble out there that's better known as the student section at Augustana. So I think we'll get on that before too long. Let's talk about tonight. You got Fairbanks rolling into town. They're 14-14-2. Pretty similar record to your squad, Coach. What do they bring into the game, and what are a few challenges you see tonight and tomorrow against Fairbanks? Well, they're they're actually quite similar, and I, I you know, talked last week about Anchorage, and, and they're, they're very similar to Austin. And how you know they've they've had to go in the portal and bring in transfers, and and they've traveled however many miles to play, and they're they're not in a, a conference at this point, but they're uh, they're playing really everyone from Big Ten to NCHC and everything in between. And um, uh, in this team in particular, this Fairbanks team is they're they're just such a work based, skating based team. They're relentless and they don't shoot themselves in the foot. So you're in for a long night every night. They're not going to give you anything easy. Um, the, the first time now that we've played an opponent, uh, for us, this will be the first time we've played them, uh, a second series. So we played up at Fairbanks. So we know a little bit about them. Um, we were able to split up there. Now they're, now, now they're coming to Sioux Falls and, uh, we're going to get their best. It's a, it's a funky time of year when you're not chasing a championship. Um, you're kind of watching all the other leagues, but these are going to be meaningful games for our guys. And, and, and I expect. Uh, just some great competition this weekend. Tonight, the official puck drop is 7.07. Personally, I'd get there 6.15, 6.30, take in the pregame stuff, and it's going to be tonight at 7 o'clock, tomorrow at 6 o'clock, goaugie.com. Tickets still available, goaugie.com slash hockey tickets. Coach, we talked to you several times. We talked to you when you got hired. We talked to you when you guys were putting the schedule together, preseason, early season, midseason, and now late season and we've talked to you throughout about what's impressed you the most about your team, from the composure to the ability that they have to not be feared or not fear anyone, whether it be a ranked opponent or a big-name program, what have you. When you're looking at your team right now and you pinch yourself, you're in the late stages of season number one as a program, what are a few things that you've been most pleased with this year thus far? I, I think just the commitment to the build and, and, and just showing up every day to, to work. And um, we're led by a tremendous group of fifth years uh, right behind them is a, is a great group of juniors and seniors that have really helped our young guys uh, find their footing in college hockey. Uh, and, and it's no different anywhere you are in the country is you want to see consistent growth. Our guys have done the right things. They've put the work in and, and stayed committed to each other to continually grow as a program. Um, and, and now here we are, uh, the arena is a real thing. Our guys are in the locker room that they dreamt of. Uh, they saw on fly through videos and whatnot. Um, and, and they're continuing to still become closer and grow together. And there's just so many elements when you look long-term, when you look big picture in this, in this project, uh, there's so many things that we can carry with us in the next year 
Uh, and what a testament to these seniors are going to celebrate on Saturday. Um, and, and just so proud and, and so fortunate, to be honest. And Alaska Fairbanks, the opponent. It's been a very fun season and a tremendously successful inaugural season of Augustana Viking Hockey. You can watch tonight, tomorrow, next Friday, or next Saturday. Final four games of the regular season at Midco Arena. Again, tonight at 7, tomorrow at 6. Goaugie.com slash hockey tickets. That's head coach Garrett Ravoin. Coach, been a blast to talk to you throughout the year. Hope to do it again soon. Thanks, as always, for the time. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. All right. And hopefully you'll be making Augustana Viking hockey a part of your weekend plans. Again, goaugie.com slash hockey tickets tonight at 7 and Saturday at 6. Quick anecdote, by the way, as we go to break. I've taken in two or three Augustana hockey games so far this season. I took my son and daughter most recently. They were playing... I believe it was Mankato that night at the Premier Center. And I got to tell you one thing. My two-year-old daughter has not forgotten that game every day just about. She wakes up or it's a big moment in her day and she says, Daddy, we go to hockey game now. She's a hockey fan for life. And that's just a little bit of the experience you can get with Augustana Viking Hockey. Goaugie.com slash hockey tickets. When we come back, it's a big day for the Green Bay Packers. I'll tell you why. We'll also talk about Caitlin Clark later on in the show and why no one should be upset with Clark for her decision to make the jump to the WNBA. That and much, much more ahead on the Friday edition of Overtime. Stream us online. Streaming now. Overtime with Burt Ramin on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO. Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Right back with you. It is the Friday edition of Overtime. Coming up at the end of this segment, I've still got a pair of Snowcross National tickets presented by Quickstar available. It is a weekend pass, and I got two tickets, but the best news of all is that kids 12 and under get in free. So if you're a parent like me with young kids, you want to get out and see some snow cross at the WH Lion Fairgrounds here in Sioux Falls, you can do it. I got a pair of tickets for anyone age 12 or older, age 13 or older, 12 and under are in for free. So if you got a family of four, family of five with some young kids, I got the hookup for you for snow cross tickets at the end of this segment. But huge day. For the Green Bay Packers, and they might not even know it yet, but I'm saying it's a big day for Green Bay. Here is why. If there is one big glaring need, one big glaring hole for the Green Bay Packers this offseason, it might be competition at kicker. It might need addressing the punting position, some other spots, but the biggest need by far is the position on the back end of the defense. Free safety, strong safety, rover, drop-down safety. Every single safety is a need for Green Bay. They have six free agent safeties this offseason, and none of which are guaranteed to be back. But here is why it's a big day for Green Bay. The New Orleans Saints are planning to release safety Marcus May. According to a source, the move comes less than two years after May signed a huge three-year, $29 million contract with the team during the 2022 free agency period. May was one of, of the first major signings under the Dennis Allen tenure. He and T and Tyran Matthew, who signed later in 2022's offseason, were considered replacements for the retiring Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, who signed with the Baltimore Ravens. May's 
pending release is one of a series of moves the Saints have made this offseason to get cap compliant by the start of the league year. May was set to count roughly $10 million against the salary cap and was due $7 million in base salary this year. He's going to be on the market and is 30 years old. We'll wait and see if uh, if Marcus May could be in Green Bay's plans. But the best news of all is that another starting caliber, rock-solid, all-pro safety of the past has officially been released today. Safety Kevin Byard is reportedly set to move on from his time as a Philadelphia Eagle. Adam Schefter of ESPN reports that the Eagles are going to release Byard. They acquired him in the trade with the Titans during last season and sent safety Terrell Edmonds, a fifth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick in this year's draft back to Tennessee in the swap. Byard had 75 tackles, one interception, three passes defense in 10 games with the Eagles, had 47 tackles and a fumble recovery for the Titans before the trade. And the eight-year veteran was named a first-team All-Pro twice during his time in Tennessee. So, for the Green Bay Packers, you got this big hole at safety. You've got some opportunities to fill set holes in the NFL draft. But now, you got a couple veterans that are already getting paid because they were already under contract. They might be super-duper cheap. And the plug-and-play kind of guys you might want on a newly revamped defense out there in Titletown under Jeff Halfley. Will it be Bayard? Will it be May? Will the Packers trade for the Broncos' Justin Simmons? They've got options, and it's a good day to have a safety need in the National Football League. Michigan's J.J. McCarthy knows the other top quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft have thrown more passes, completed more passes, and might even had far more touchdowns. But McCarthy said he will take one statistic he thinks tips the scale towards himself. You know, stats aren't really for me the big thing. All I really cared about was being the best teammate I could be and the best quarterback I possibly could be. The only stat I cared about was W's. And we did pretty good in that category. McCarthy made 654 pass attempts in his two years as a starter in Ann Arbor in the run-heavy offense. By comparison, Washington's Michael Penix Jr. had at least 550 attempts in each of the past two seasons. And USC's Caleb Williams had one season of 500 attempts. And North Carolina's Drake May had a season of 500 to go with 425 last season. I got to tell you, the proof is in the pudding. And what J.J. McCarthy proved in college is that he can do exactly what he needs to do when he is called upon. He's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in college football over the last couple years. When they needed to pass, he was adept at it. It was great for Michigan. But that offense, the Harbaugh model, just look in Baltimore, look in San Francisco, look anywhere. Either of the Harbaugh's have coached in the NFL or college football. They are traditional guys that rely and are stubborn with the run game. And that's no fault to J.J. McCarthy. He did everything he needed to do as a passer. I don't think he should be discounted based on a lack of passing numbers the uh efficiency metrics are all there and he does that does have a really great point as far as the winning as a part of his big resume you got all sorts of news from the nfl combine this week there's good there's bad there's ugly there's obscure illinois uh, uh tight end prospects saying that he doesn't believe that birds are real we had another prospect saying that the earth is flat and now we've got some other bad news here and that is 
when you get some medical issues uncovered at the combine or in the lead up to draft day. Alabama cornerback with one of the coolest names in the entire NFL draft, Kool-Aid McKinstry has a Jones fracture in his right foot, a source confirmed to ESPN's Jordan Reed. The fracture was discovered by doctors during the medical evals at the Combine this week, and McKinstry plans to work out at his pro day later this month and then undergo surgery. So regardless of how serious this injury might be, the fact that he's having surgery, unfortunately, this time of the year, this time of the draft process, if you've got some medical concerns, concerns of the past, a neck injury, history of concussions, knee injury, or in this case, a recently discovered break in a foot, it's going to dip the overall valuation of Kool-Aid McKinstry just a bit. Hopefully gets the surgery done, all is a success, and he can go on to a nice long NFL career. But very tough news anytime you get unexpected injury news from the NFL Combine. Combine is also full of winners and guys that show out. And the big name that you need to know from yesterday, a guy that might have vaulted his name into the top round of the NFL draft is Penn State pass rusher Chop Robinson. He turned in the first eye-popping workout of this year's combine yesterday, officially clocking a time of 4-4-8 in the 40-yard dash as a pass rusher or a defensive end. Robinson is six foot two and seven eighths and two hundred and fifty-four pounds, broad jump of ten feet eight inches. And again, Chop Robinson, four four eight. That is insanely fast for any player in the National Football League. Very fast for a wide receiver. Very fast for a running back. Not elite speed at either of those positions, but that is a unbelievable number for anyone on the defensive side of the football, much less a linebacker, much less a guy that might very well have his hand in the dirt in the National Football League. Now is the time as we go to break to get your calls in for Snowcross tickets. I have one pair of tickets left. I would love to give them to a family that would like to go. Again, 12 and under are free to the event. 605-362-3776. First come and first serve. 605-362-3776. Again, more on Snowcross National. It is a weekend pass to WH Lion Fairgrounds. Snowcross.com. That's S-N-O-C-R-O-S-S dot com. Snowcross Sioux Falls National. Presented by Quickstar are Saturday and Sunday from the fairgrounds here in Sioux Falls. If you and yours would like to go, don't be scared. Dial me up right now, 605-362-3776. We take the break. Back in a moment to talk the last week, the last game of the regular season for the Summit League. Some scenarios that could play out and who's got their spot locked up as of right now. Back after this break with more of Overtime. Don't miss a moment of local college and pro sports action. Stay connected and download the app for overtime on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO. Welcome back. It's the Friday edition of Overtime. You're in the right place because at the end of this segment, we'll be taking our callers to duke it out for the high noon showdown prize pack each and every Friday at noon. Also got the Friday parlay coming up to be posted live around 1220-ish. The good, the bad, the ugly, and... 
Our chat to end the day and the week of the show with Joe DeLeon, boots on the ground out in Indianapolis, sights and sounds, observations, winners and losers from the NFL Combine on uh, just about every position. Getting going this weekend. Can't wait for uh, Mason McCormick, Gary Greenfield, Miles Harden of USD, and another Jackrabbit, of course, Isaiah Davis, the running back, showcasing his skills out in Indianapolis. But let's talk quickly, a little close to home, and the topic du jour, if you will, is the Summit League Basketball Tournament. That's going to be next weekend at the Denny Sanford Premier Center here in Sioux Falls. The NSIC Tournament is this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday at the Pentagon, but here's everything that you need to know about the final games of the regular season for the Summit League. As far as our two area programs go, here are their opponents this weekend. Men's basketball coming up on Saturday. USD is up in Grand Forks battling UND. That is a 1 o'clock start time. South Dakota State is at North Dakota State, also a 1 o'clock jump. And it's the reverse on the women's side. 2 o'clock starts. UND visits Brookie, or visits uh, Vermilion, rather. And NDSU is in Brookings. 2 o'clock jump time on Saturday. As far as the men go, we broke that news earlier on today. And if you have any pulse on the Jackrabbits, you heard the news that they are outright regular season Summit League champions following their win last night, 11-4, and which means the Jackrabbits will have the number one seed at the tournament for both the men and the women. They're followed in the standings by North Dakota and Kansas City. Those two programs have current identical records, so the Fighting Hawks certainly a lot to play for, as do the Ruse. Other teams with an opportunity to jump into that 2-3-4 seed spot, St. Thomas and North Dakota State. Then you got Omaha hanging around with seven wins the absolute highest the Mavericks could go would be the four seed on the men's side and South Dakota with a record of five and ten are locked in to the play-in matchup with Oral Roberts but again we'll go ahead and get you the latest there but uh, the Yotes are locked into the eight and nine game because Denver split with South Dakota State and ORU as well uh, into that uh, final play-in spot. So South Dakota and Oral Roberts will be in the play-in game for the men's side and SDSU the number one seed in the tournament for the Summit League men. Same goes for the Summit League women. South Dakota State women are undefeated in conference at 15-0. and They are the one seed. North Dakota State is the two seed. And Oral Roberts has locked up the three seed. South Dakota has locked up the four seed at 8-7. and They're two games better than St. Thomas right now. Only one game left. So one, two, three, four set on the women's side. South Dakota State, North Dakota State, Oral Roberts, and South Dakota. And the play-in set on the women's side as well. Kansas City and Omaha set to duke it out in the 8-9 game to get us started from the Denny Sanford Premier Center. Again, your start times for the weekend. 1 o'clock for the men's game as it's USD at UND up in Grand Forks. Fargo and North Dakota State play host to South Dakota State at 1 o'clock. And the women's games 2 o'clock on Saturday. UND at USD and SDSU home to North Dakota State. That's all you need to know and what is locked up and locked in for the Summit League Tournament. Just over a week away here in Sioux Falls. Can't wait for that. We'll be talking with tournament organizer Thomas Lee of the Sioux Falls Sports Authority coming up on Monday on overtime, we'll sprinkle it in with several Summit League-related guests throughout the week, efforting some head coaches as well. Can't wait for it coming up at the conclusion of next week. Now is the time. Let's dial it up. Let's duke it out. It's time for the High Noon Showdown. If you want to win big... 
Dial me up. I'll take caller one and caller number two. 605-362-3776. Duke it out. Coming up next. 605-362-3776. I'll throw in a slew of NSIC tickets to the winner and some other goodies. 605 605- 362-3776. If you haven't won in a while, you can win once per month here on Overtime. Dial us up, 605-362-3776.